welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides his friend through the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me, as always, is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. This is the perfect thing to cover on Boxing Day. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Today we are talking about Batman Arkham Asylum from Rocksteady. Um, I'm so excited to do this. Yes, I remember like, yes. early on when we started doing the bonus episodes for Fresh Face Comics, I was like, we got to do the Arkham games someday. We have to. Yes, yes. And, and uh, we're, we're going. Finally here. I'd like to be able to do all four. Some of that's going to be out of our control on when we can actually do them all. Because uh, <laughs> uh, listeners, be warned, I'm, I'm, ru- I'm running this on a laptop that is... How many Not years old for, is it, Jacob? Uh, it's a good five or six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm surprised you made it through this. Yeah, yeah. It ran, <laughs> but, it ran. but I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. Um, See, so yeah, we're talking about Arkham Asylum today. Um, I remember. So you had told me at one point that you had actually played Arkham Asylum many years back. I had played and beaten it many years back when this it first came of, out. Probably. Like, uh I think a little after. Okay. I think a little after. I don't remember when because we didn't have a playstation 3 until like a couple years into the console's lifetime just because any sort of console you buy except like the nintendo ones immediately on release are uh quite expensive indeed uh, yeah to, to, to drop and they, all that yeah, money they, at once they don't they don't stop being expensive for a long time so no, no. so yeah. um but yeah, okay, so you so you were familiar with this game already. Yes, yes. But, I, but how much of it did you remember on this this replay? Um, very specific elements. Um, the final fight, oddly enough, mm. I remembered that. And how easy it is. Yeah, it was weirdly easy. Final fight um, of the game, and it is fucking laughable. <laughs> um, and then... I, I will say, because this, this, this game was released, what, in 2011 was... 2009. 2009? I think yeah. I might have gotten it in, like, 2011, 2012. Because 2011 was when Arkham City came out. Yeah, yeah, because I got it and City at the same time. Okay. So Did you must... play City, though? I played parts of City. City's the one I, I remember less about. Okay. Outside of, like, the opening of City and being annoyed, I think, at, like, cer- at certain aspects of the overworld. Um, huh. Yeah, on how they would butt in. What, like, like what, like how, what, like the side quests? Like, or... yeah, how, like, the Riddler missions would butt in, I think. I think oh, okay. Things. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, um, interesting. So, how much of this, like, was, like, a new experience for you, though? Um, interestingly, a, a lot of it felt new now that I actually, you know, wasn't a dumb kid just smashing buttons to win. Um, Fair enough. And I was actually paying attention to like the nice to, to not all the collectibles, but most of the collectibles. Mm, the collectibles uh, are great, like especially in this game where they make every collectible part of like the Riddler mission. Like you're making progress in the Riddler stuff at the same time as you're like getting all these interview tapes and collecting all the Chronicles of Arkham and things like that. Like it, yes. it's it's it rewards you for it. And, yeah, um, they're they're all they're all great. Now, to be fair. I did not 100% complete this game uh, for this That's episode. fine. I'll be spoiling aspects of the game for you since you didn't. Um, so <laughs> Because, because just because, um, one, I'm running this on a laptop, and it was, she was struggling at points. There were points <laughs> where she was struggling, and, and uh, 
and it is worth mentioning that you had been replaying this for a while um, in, in prep for this bonus episode, but we're going through it pretty slowly. Um, but we thought this was a great opportunity for our last episode of the year um, because this game uh, and its voice cast has featured some voices from the animated series, uh, namely the one and only Kevin Conroy, right. um, who I you know I I wanted to do something. To, to pay tribute to him as as we had not really talked about him you know specifically since uh since i guess our, our btas uh, was way back in february um which ooh, when, when when the news of that hit that was a sad day oh my god like, yeah I, I remember I, I just like after i i read that i was just re-watching a bunch of animated series that whole day and yeah uh, yeah totally just stopped me um but on the voice cast and before we get into this, important to note: I, are we? Are, how are we? What, how are we doing? Spoilers here. I think we should uh, fairly light on spoilers to start, but then maybe find a point where we we, we can actually do like actual plot spoilers and, and things because they're they're. I don't think characters who appear are really spoilers. Like mm-hmm. like a lot of. And, and like they're, you know, you can discuss the gameplay and then that not really be a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but the like the plot stuff, some some of the some of the some of the twists and turns near the end. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. um, so I do want to talk about the voice cast. Um, so we have Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as Joker, and Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn, reprising their roles from the animated series, and they're all just perfect. Like. It's also Arlene Sorkin's last Harley Quinn performance um, before she retired, I guess. And um, and like it, it's just it's it feels unique because all the others, you know, Conroy Hamill, they have developed their performances over time. They've changed a lot since uh, since the animated series. And Arlene Sorkin, this is the one time that she really stepped outside of the animated series and got to play Harley just a little bit different, I'd say. A little different. A little. I mean, a little more practice as, as Harley's the secondary antagonist of the game. Like, like it's Harley and the Joker are, you know, the obvious choice. This was also my introduction, I think, to Harley Quinn. When you first played like, this game? Yeah. It's interesting. As a character, hmm. which, like, I, I, I had heard of her, but, like, I don't think I had specifically watched really any BTS, BTS at this point. Okay. Um, and, like... I don't think she appeared in any of like the animated stuff that was showing on like Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Um, at least, at least that I that I saw. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is which is it's an interesting introduction because Harley as a character here is kind of specifically characterized almost as an earlier Harley, like. And just when the time this game came out, we really hadn't had that Harley Quinn on her own renaissance yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, this actually brings me to uh, our first Twitter question that I wanted to bring up. Uh, our friend Kaylee at Amity writes, uh, says, how do you feel Conroy and Hamill's performances differ from when they were doing voicing the characters in the animated series? Um, I want your opinion on that, because I, I definitely have some takes on that. But I, I want to know what you think. So Conroy, what's interesting is we don't really get a lot of his Bruce Wayne. Like... Mm-hmm. It's all Batman, right? We do get his, we do get his Thomas at one point. Yes, we do. We do, mm-hmm. um, and that's great. Um, and Conroy feels—I don't want to necessarily say a little directionless, but a little 
at least in this game, just a little of unsure of sort of where Batman's status is. And that's that's kind of because the game is very Batman solo focused and not like larger Bat family. Like I know that the other yeah. Arkham games. So he doesn't have like the chance to like interact with a lot of other characters. Yes. Um, and namely he's, he's working off of uh, Oracle in this. Uh, Oracle yeah. is played by Kimberly Brooks in this. And uh, who do, she does a fantastic job. I love her in this. And I also, love that. Yeah, I love also that Roxy, my introduction like, to the character of Oracle, I believe. And that's uh-huh. great though. Like, like um, I, before I get into that point, I do want to mention that like, I just, I like, that this game like chooses to use Oracle as the as the woman inside rather than Alfred. Um, I just think that works. But like one of the things I love about this game is um, how in depth it can be. There's this whole like sort of like back computer section you could open up in your menu, and um, and it has all these character bios. So as you like meet new characters and unlock some of, uh, some some of the riddles that you solve, you get new character bios. So like I remember um, I was showing this game to my sister. I was playing it with her and. Um, and and uh, we f- we first talked to Oracle and we got the the the, the character bio and I, I read it out to her and she was like fascinated by that character and I think honestly I th- I'm pretty sure Barbara Gordon's like her favorite character now like ever um and she she just like loves her that and that's like where it all started for her like that's where she first learned about the character and yeah. um, and it's great and I, I love that aspect of the game I I mean it has it's it's clearly crafted with love. Um, and what's especially interesting is is is, is Conroy's performance is all is, is all essentially all business, even when he's talking with Oracle. It's it's yeah yeah. Um, it, it's also interesting because um, just by the fact of what this game is in the Arkham series is to make a good video game. Mm-hmm. This is kind of an example of a more violent Batman because oh, you have, oh totally like Absolutely. you have to like yeah you have to do it for. Um, just just to you know make the gameplay work. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I, I like it, but um, but it's Rocksteady goes hard on the violence. Oh, they like, do, and like like <laughs> it gets even more like hardcore in, in in future games. Like in Arkham City, they introduce uh, the beatdown technique, which is basically you like stun an enemy and like you just keep pressing your punch button, and it's just like this really fast punch and punch in succession. Um. And then, like in, in in Arkham Knight, they introduce uh, the the fear multi takedown, where you like spring up on them, and you can take out like multiple enemies in like a row in like the most brutal ways possible. Which um, is, yeah, it goes so hard. <laughs> it's almost over. It's it's over the top. Like, mm-hmm. but it's like, fun. It's it's very very fun, and and, and it's an addicting gameplay. Like it, it's it it just sucks you right in, and uh, it, it very much works for what the game is. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, would not work for, say, my preferred characterization of Batman. <laughs> um, but uh, but on Mark Hamill, I mean, we got to talk about him because I'd say his performance has changed quite a bit since the animated series. Here, um, he goes to this darker place with his voice, not just like literally, because he brings the voice down a bit, uh, it like physically, but um, but also with the material that he's given, like Hamill absolutely eats it up. He makes some really messed up jokes throughout this. It's really, um, it's it's unhinged almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and. I enjoy it a lot, mm-hmm. um, but again, it works in the context of this video game. Like, these are not the same incarnations, I'd argue, as the Batman the Animated Series. I would say for, like, Asylum it works. 
like just for this game i could see it as as, a, as an extension of, of the animated series when you get into city origins night it becomes a little harder to say like okay i could see these same characters here um yes. but here is where i'd say like okay it's a natural extension if you just made the animated series a little bit more adult especially yes. because this game is written by paul dini yes yes and, and you can okay you can tell paul dini's like oh this has paul dini story written all uh, over oh yeah and that and that's that's a great thing um hamill in particular though even with the dark thing, he's still he's still very fun and oh, clearly yeah. having a ball. Like, mm-hmm. um, did you and, did you get the chance to play any of the challenge maps? I did not. When you play the challenge maps, um, before it, so how the challenge maps work is you go into them as Batman and you uh there are like four rounds that you have to go through you you, four four waves of enemies and they get like harder and harder each time but between each round like joker is like announcing something to you he'll be like oh it's it's round this whatever he'll like and like hamble is absolutely just like eating it up and playing around with what he can say here um they're they're so much fun and i would totally uh, give them a give them a shot if you if you have the time to yes um but outside of the animated series cast in this game, uh, we have some other great voice actors in here. Tom Kane is here uh, of Clone Wars fame, in my opinion. Um, uh, he plays both Jim Gordon and Quincy Sharp and Amadeus Arkham. Technically. Yeah, and what's interesting, though, is his vocal range. He pitches Sharp and Arkham very close. He does. Uh, well, that's... Mm. that's yeah. for a reason and it's intent it's 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 intentional um but well for you, a very specific reason but when we start talking more spoilers i'll, I'll tell you yeah um because so i didn't finish all the secrets of arkham because trying to collect stuff in, in on uh, on the laptop is Look, not not fun I, I get it but like for me <laughs> the collectibles in asylum specifically are so second nature like on any given playthrough of Asylum now, and strictly because of, like, upgrade limits, like, I, I think by the time I'm done with the main story, I usually have, like, well over, like, like like less than 100 to go by the time I'm done with the main story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... I got a lot of And that's simply fun. because I'm so familiar with the game. Like, I played it so many times. Um, but yeah, um, I just, I love it. And the, and the collectibles are so much fun to do. Yeah, but he's... Uh, Kane just Kane as a performer is 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 pitching all three characters kind of close, um, mm-hmm. which is, well, Gordon, is very Gordon I would say is is a bit of a departure. Yeah, but you can still tell but, it. You can still here, tell. It's, <laughs> that's the other thing is like Tom Kane has such a unique voice, um, and as, as as someone that like grew up watching the Clone Wars constantly, like I know Tom Kane's voice from a mile away. <laughs> um, like I, I could just like hear it in there. Um, so there's that. But yeah, he, like his voice is so distinctive, you could just hear it in there um also featuring as the uh villain lineup in this game we have steve bloom as killer croc who i absolutely love he's so much fun oh yeah i mean also just the villain choices for this game oh yeah it's so it's it's not your typical villain lineup for for a batman story you have killer croc victor zaz scarecrow bane like these aren't villains you would typically throw together um and i think it's really interesting um uh, yeah. And once again, they're for a couple of them, uh, mainly Zaz and Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. This was my this would have been my first sort of uh, exposure to them as characters. Oh, uh, you hadn't seen like Batman Begins? Um, no, I did not. I didn't. I, 
Again, we've talked about how weird it was the way Look, like I watched that uh, that trilogy. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, cast wise, we have Danny Jacobs as Victor Zaz, who is so suitably creepy. I love him. He's chilling. He's chilling. When was when was Zaz created as a character? Was he? Uh, somewhere during um Shadow of the Bat, and that would have been like late '80s, early '90s. He's so like. Yeah, so 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 a product I mean, of his time. <laughs> I was gonna say that that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, or... Here we go. Oh yeah, Shadow of the Bat number one, uh, ninety-two. So. Oh yeah, you know what? That is that is a that is a, a perfect. He's, he's one of the many insane creations of uh, Alan Grant. Alan Grant. That Alan Grant's wonderful. That that um, just that just sounds sounds like the perfect time to create a character like this just because yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) just before they kill superman yeah (laughs) and they start you know breaking batman's back and yeah um we also have a dino andrade i believe i'm pronouncing that correctly as the scarecrow who is the most fascinating villain in this game um Uh, both gameplay wise and in just the way they portray him i love his costume it's, it's it's also it's yeah it's so different it really likes to take sort of the the, the 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 doctor aspect of Doctor Jonathan Crane. Yeah, like like his introduction. This... You're like walking up to this like a uh, lab, and like you see his silhouette uh, in, in this window where he has like he's like filled it with fear toxin, and um, he's like treating it like he's talking to a patient. And you see him like strike down at this guy. He has like these um these needles on his hand on his glove that he like has like fear toxin in that he like he like stabs Batman with multiple times throughout the game um it's it's really interesting it's, a, it's a, such a cool take on the character yeah and it's i mean also it's 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 the gameplay missions with with scarecrow there are three of them mm-hmm. um and all three on this playthrough i like i was like there's there's almost there's almost this musical cue um, yeah in, in 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 that that just sort of just just gets the idea into your mind that oh it's it's coming yeah, yeah. Also, interestingly, I don't know if you noticed, but before you go into any room that, like, starts to activate a Scarecrow mission, Batman will give a small cough just before he walks through the door. Yeah, I did. I did notice that. It's like, oh. so great. Oh, I love it. It's so, so good. Um, uh, other villains, we have uh, Tasia Valenza as Poison Ivy, who is wonderful in this. She, uh, she only comes in towards the end of the game, but um, but I really like her performance. A, a very a very different portrayal of Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone that's very connected to her her plant life. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, I will say the the, the the gameplay when you actually fight Ivy is yeah <laughs> is is a bit under is a bit you know what a lot of the sort of boss fights in this are. A yeah, bit other, than like, other than like Scarecrow and Croc, a lot of the boss fights do sort of fail in this one, but they do yeah, get they, better with each installment, I'd say. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they honestly, they're kind of uninteresting for something like Batman. You're not as it's not necessarily as clever as it could be. Um, yeah, so so like the Ivy fight, the Joker fight at the end, um, any of the Zaz fights, like it's just Batman punching and throwing batarangs. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. But, the, but then you have you know the the the, the stuff with Croc. Yeah, so like, like, boss, like boss fights where they incorporate what the villain's whole shtick is, is, is where they, they really succeed. Um, like in City. Do you know anything about any of the City fights? Uh, I vaguely remember. Do you know of the famous Mr. Freeze one? Yeah, I vaguely remember. Trying the great to do thing that, about the Mr. Freeze one in City is that um, they, they utilize Victor Freeze as a scientist and how smart he is. So you can't 
take him out the same way. So if you like hit him with a battering one one try, like he'll learn how to like stop that from happening again. So you have to find a new way to fight him. Yeah, um, which it, it's it's so it's so good, so so good. Um, we have uh next up we have Fred Tadaskior. Tadaskori. Tadaskori. Yeah, he's I guess as Bane. Um, and what did you think of Bane's portrayal in this? Costume aside, because I hate the costume in this. So what's what's interesting is before originally playing this, the only Bane I would have had in my mind. Oh no! Is Batman and Robin? Oh no! So <laughs> well, it's, it's, <laughs> go ahead. It's uh, it's very interesting um, doing uh, a game like this where um, you know where, where Bane they at least try to make him closer to his comics portrayal. Like Dini tries and makes the character kind of a victim of, of the Joker, which I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Though that this time around, I just could not wait. It took me way too long to beat that first Bane fight. Um, <laughs> yeah. You told me about that. And I was like, it's not hard. You just throw a battery when he's in a charge. It's not crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, uh, and then last of all, on, on the villain roster, we have uh, Wally Wingert as the Riddler. Um, Who's just perfect. Like, he's so perfect in every way. The the smug, like, just, he, he plays him as such a smug bastard. He does. Oh, he's so good. And so, he just, you can, so t- like, you can, he generally gets annoyed as you find things. Yeah, um, yeah. I love, like, hearing that. Like, it, it, it that's another thing that's, like, really rewarding about finding all the Riddler things in this is, like, you know, as you do it, he progressively gets more pissed off at you. <laughs> yes. Um, um, also, now that I'm looking at the cast list, uh, I forgot. I didn't realize that Adrian Barbo's. Yeah, in I was this. just going to bring up Adrian Barbo is in this game. Yeah, and she's uh, that voice that you hear over the speakers every yeah, now which, and then. That is, this is not the only thing I've heard Adrian Barbo playing just a disembodied voice in. Oh. Um, she's the voice of the computer in the thing. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, she was. I, she was. I did not know that. Yeah. She's, <laughs> Wow, that's that's Adrian Barbeau. Also uh, very fun. Apparently, there's a uh, there are some Blackgate thugs in this, played by George Zunza, uh, Scarface from the animated series. series. Uh, that's so your, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't include the ventriloquist in this. They include Scarface. They have Scarface, and I do like that they have like Mark Hamill do the voice of Scarface. Um, so that's <laughs> fun. And I, I just like to imagine that was actually Hamill in the booth trying to do ventriloquism. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> like, I hope so. Um, but before we move into our spoilers, I'd like to go into go over our, the rest of our Twitter questions. Um, our friend Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven says, do you agree that Bruce Wayne might, might, might be Batman? Um, so interestingly, in Arkham Asylum, we never see him take off his mask. Yeah, so, so you know what? It I don't think we can be, say that Bruce Wayne is Batman in this. It one. could be Dick Grayson as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> all the other, all the other games, there's there's either a mask on or mask off sequence that we know that he's Bruce in. This one, we don't see that, yeah. so he, he we cannot be, confirm. He could be Dick. He could be Jean Paul Valley. Exactly. Um, um. <laughs> uh, Kian at Kian the Quark says, "Risking it all for the killer Crussy." Um, I can't believe I said that out loud just now, but uh, yes, yes, we are. We are. <laughs> you, you, uh, have fun, you have a fun story about the Killer Croc mission, actually. Oh God, yeah, I, man, <laughs> that mission was—it's a great mission. It's brilliant. I love it. I was playing, so because I'm playing this on Steam, I had a PS4 controller like physically plugged in. <laughs> 
And I eventually figured out, it turned out the wire was bent slightly. Oh, no. So that's what was doing it. But, like, just throughout the gameplay in general, I would just, it would just occasionally unplug. <laughs> and I'm like, I love what? it. So, so sometimes I would just die in the middle of a fight because my controller stopped working. I'm like, shit, 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 shit. Um, <laughs> that fucking croc mission. Well, yeah, that, that had to make croc fun. <laughs> is the worst if you don't have a working controller. Um, I was able to switch the cords after that because I realized, oh, there's an issue with this cord. Um, and, and then I was able to beat it. But, like, it is it is tense, it is a horror film, and I love it. Oh, that's um, great. Um, uh, next up, we have uh, our friend English Giraffe, at English underscore Giraffe, uh, says, No question for me, just wanted to say that Arkham Asylum is perfect. It has the perfect horror atmosphere, the story is basic, but still works wonders in the atmosphere, uh, in the atmosphere it's in. The combat and stealth, despite not being as varied and fluid as games after, is still really fun. The Metroidvania style of traversal is so great, in fact, I think this game handles the Riddler stuff the best, despite being a defender of them in other games. And I have so much love for this game and the 60s show for really introducing me into Batman. Bosses are weak, though. Um, and I agree with pretty much all that yeah. yeah it's it's a brilliant game how did you find the gameplay throughout it though um so i found it oddly really simple i, I like it is it's simple but it, it it sucks you in like it's an addictive style i think you know it flows very nicely um i i do think uh in the detective mode stuff there's a couple of things that easily could be worked out like mm. Uh, Asylum does rely a little bit too much on detective mode with how much they have you do the trails, like following them throughout the, the yeah. asylum. Well, that um, and also just the fact that when you're like zooming in in detective mode and things, like that zoom wasn't isn't the easiest to control. Um, I guess which, which is just a bit annoying. Um, as well as the fact that like um, the rhythm is really nice, but occasionally like occasionally the flow will be kind of um kind of disrupted if you like As accidentally asylum i have noticed that i have i have had a few problems with like countering at the right times yes um, the, the the timing of countering is is, is yeah awful. That, that is something that's definitely fixed in future games but it is it, it is like an asylum exclusive problem I think. that and jumping over enemies to try to get to the back of them to, to hit him from behind uh, like I mean that's not to... too bad, but but yeah, like I said, like, yeah, Asylum is is the wonkiest when it comes to like yeah. those those specific things that that get much better in future games. Um, and that's the thing with the Arkham franchise, at least when it comes to the Rocksteady ones, because Origins is not made by Rocksteady. Um, they just get gameplay wise and graphics wise, they just get better with each game. Better, and, better, um, better, and more interesting. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, and you you really feel that as you continue to go through the franchise. Uh, next up, uh, we have Rules Panda at Jonathan78738610 says, in terms of story and representing the title character well, which is better, this or Spider-Man PS4? So you've not played Spider-Man PS4, right? I have not. Um, I have. Um, Story-wise, I'd say this. I, I prefer the story of Asylum. Uh, as far as representing the character, though, like you said, like with Asylum specifically, um, there's not too much depth when it comes to bruce as a character so we don't see too much of that so i'd probably say spider-man in that case but um 
but as a whole, as a franchise, like the Arkham games really nail Bruce as a character, like city onwards, you know. Other than the few moments we get, in, like the Scarecrow missions in this, where we see, um, so like Thomas Wayne, the Thomas and Martha Wayne things, um, especially that part where they turn you into a little little kid Bruce at one point. Yeah, I do love that. Um, but anyway, um, next up, uh, this is DM to us from our friend Andrew, uh, who's on the podcast before, says, apart from the obvious answer of, of the Joker, which Batman villain do you think has done the best here? How well or poorly do you think the, the game overall has changed? Um, I'm assuming that second half means, like, how has it aged? Yes. Um, I think, I think it's aged remarkably well, um, uh, especially especially with um with with the characters in general um uh it's got a lot lot of replay value doesn't it yes um i also i think perhaps you know the 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 one character i think could have been served better um uh better by better by this is probably harley um mainly because the character has a bit more depth than what you really see here with with the game because here she's reduced a little bit to just being the joker's henchman and and right hand woman Uh, i kind of get that yeah um not, not not to say that um arlene sorkin's performance isn't great and amazing like oh yeah i mean she's 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 arlene fucking sorkin yeah She she knocks it out of the park from the yeah. word go. She um, made the role, like literally made the role. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess like story wise, yeah, it, it is a bit of a henchman role, isn't it? Yeah, um, and and it's you know, it, it doesn't want it doesn't it doesn't say do the examination of who she is as a character that say the animated series did as it went on. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think if you're uh, looking for a, a hardly examination of the Arkham franchise, I would say Knight does that the best personally interesting aka the one that i have not played at yeah. all um well one yeah. or two um, oh, yeah. um but yeah so uh and then as far as andrew's other half of the question i think we have the same answer uh, best villain scarecrow right Scare- oh yeah scarecrow yeah he's scarecrow yeah um and then from our friend Mason, at the GD256, he submitted three questions. One, has there been a superior comic-based video game in your opinion, whether it came out before or after? Um, in my opinion, the only ones that really surpass this game are um, our other Arkham franchise games. <laughs> um, so City, uh, Night, in my opinion, not Origins. Um, and that's about it. I don't know. I, I don't think there are many truly great comic book video games. It's um, the interesting thing about, like, media tie-in video games and how mixed they are in general um mm-hmm. I, um one like spider, spider were... ps4 is great you know I, I love that um the injustice games are great fun they're awesome um uh marvel v capcom i mean that could be fun you know i, I enjoy that um but i don't know i, I don't think i don't think I, I also don't think i've played a ton of comic-based video games to like really have a strong opinion on this, but I played all the big ones. So like, I don't know. I don't think there are too many that are better than this that have really nailed the character and feel of, of Batman and Gotham as well as this, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm surprised there really haven't been like other like individual hero games, at least from DC, like, a Superman yeah. game would be a great to see. I ha- you know what? I am very excited for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yes. They're doing um, that. Which is also being made by Rocksteady. Um, aren't there also, aren't I, there's also going to be like a Wonder Woman game? I, yes, I, there is. Oh, I forgot about that. And by the guys that made the, the Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh fuck yeah. yeah. Okay. That should be that should be great. That should be fucking phenomenal. Um so yeah. Uh his second question is what is your biggest nitpick of this video game, if any? Uh biggest nitpick. I mean either the bosses, um or just, you know, the 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 sort of anticlimactic ending, especially like Oh definitely yeah, it's that Joker fight at the end. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel as satisfying the fact really. that the, the titan and henchman fight that comes right before it is harder and way more entertaining to do than, than the joker fight it just says a lot about how bad that last fight is yeah so yeah uh, um and then three slightly topical but would you rather have a new arkham game or another henry cavill superman movie um i'm content with the arkham franchise as it is so more henry cavill yeah, yeah more more henry cavill would be great uh, though, yeah. do not take this audience as us saying screw whatever Superman movie is coming next because yes, because uh, yeah, um, it, it, more on that, more on that some other day, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the short answer: situation sucks, but I don't really blame James Gunn. No, I really can't. don't. No. Um, um, and also, hey, if you want to know what we think of how a DC cinematic universe should be done, go to we the have YouTube. A, we channel. have a whole video on that. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's it's all there, and we also happen to suggest starting on a new Superman movie. So there's yeah. that. Now James Gunn just needs to cast Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. Yes, it's not yes. gonna happen, but I could dream. Um, you can, you can. We'll let you have your dreams. <laughs> all right. Now. So we've been uh, we've been talking slight spoilers throughout the whole thing, um, but let's really delve into it. I'd say, like, from this point on, any you know, let's anything specific we have to say about the game, we'll just say it. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, can we start with like? The actual plot being really quite simple. Like, oh, it's so simple. Yeah, it's just Joker traps you in Arkham Asylum. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it's like, like okay, I know there's what there's there's the Grant Morrison comic Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. Yeah, which, which this is loosely based on. I believe what the premise was taken. Probably. And that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like two faces in the comic, and he's nowhere to be seen here. He doesn't get a mention at the end though. I mean, and you see his cell. You see his cell. Mm. Oh, I have to know. Um. After the credits rolled, what um, what hand did you get coming up to grab the the, the box? Uh, I got Scarecrow's hand. Did you know that there are multiple hands? I did. Want? There are multiple hands. Yes. So it's Scarecrow, uh, Killer Croc, and Bane that you can get, and it's randomized. It's oh, so, so it's that's that's those are interesting choices. Mm -hmm. right? Given the way the rest of the franchise goes, the one that makes the most sense is, is Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Um, um, I mean, well, also Bane, because Bane has a small side mission in Arkham City that kind of follows on that. So Croc right. is the only one that makes absolutely no sense. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I also, uh, so, so yeah. So the plot it, it opens simply, and I, it already steeps you in atmosphere really, really well. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, um, that long like five, ten minutes walking sequence at the beginning of you just like getting that interaction between Joker and Batman and, and and Quincy Sharp and all these other guards here as you transfer Joker in there. Croc walks through at one point. You just you get really sucked into this world and you haven't even really played the game yet up to that point. You, you haven't, and you can see that there's clearly love for the Batman mythos. Like, oh, so much love. Like played played here. Um, like a, a a lot of characters. I mean, of course, it's because Paul Dini wrote this. Um, yeah, yeah, is why. But like every Batman, like there's a cameo from Clayface that in in this game that's really mm. clever. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and like given it's Paul Dini, like he he's writing his forte too. Like it's a Batman story where Joker and Harley are the main villains. 
Yeah, like that, you know, because he perfectly gets these characters. If you've seen any of his animated series episodes with Joker or Harley, like you understand why he gets these characters so well. Um, but you brought up the Clayface cameo, which I really do love when you're going to save Quincy Sharp. And um, at first, he's uh, Quincy Sharp, and he's, he, uh, Clayface is like behind this cell, and he's like trying to like get you to break him out of there as as Quincy Sharp. And then you go get get the actual Quincy Sharp. You go back down, and he's Aaron Cash now. <laughs> Yeah. Or is it that or is it the other way around? Is it Aaron Cash first? Um I believe it's Aaron Cash first. Okay. Yeah. And then it becomes Quincy Sharp later. Uh, yeah. Um, which is fun. And like you could scan that, you get a little clayface bio. Like I love how they incorporate a bunch of the other character bios in the game. Like you can find like Penguin's umbrella at one point and you get his bio from that. Um you see like uh Scarface's gun and like you get his bio from that. Uh Catwoman's like goggles and claws. Um so many like cool little things just strewn throughout the asylum. You find Black Mask's mask hanging up in an office at one point. I don't know if he did any any of those, but uh, uh, I, I I I found some of them, not all of them, just because there's a, de- a decent chunk just just cuz it's it's for what it is, it's kind of a big game like Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we're isolated just to Arkham. Um and it's really good to to to, to, to uh, the game is at, at trying to get you to go back to areas you've been to before as you unlock different things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and the sort of the progression of like what tools Batman has um, and what they can be used for, um, as well as upgrading the tools in a fairly limited upgrade path. Like it's it's nothing. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. With like city onwards, the skill tree gets massive. Like you, yes. you, you there, there are so many different things you could do with it. Yeah, but I, I think it's, I think it's simple. I, though it's interesting that like you don't really get like health increases as the game goes on unless you pay for those upgrades. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think that's cool. Like you know, it, it's, it's like, what do I want here? Do I want like a new skill, or do I just want more health? You know, like it's, yes. it's, it's fun. And then even in later games, there are two different kinds of health that you can upgrade. There's one for like you know, um, there's ballistic armor, and there's just general combat armor. Um, so it's for like stealth and combat missions. Yeah. So, so, so it even like further expands your skill tree and the choices you have to make. Yeah. It's also just as a game, it's very good at. Not always being like just just fight everybody because you know sometimes your enemies have guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I what did you th- what did you think of the the stealth missions? I, I they would occasionally get repetitive. Um, I get that. I do love the one where they they make you not use the gargoyles though, where they have the bombs, yes. bombs up on them. I love that, and I think it's, they do it like two or three times throughout the game, right? Yeah, it's a it's a couple of times after like that first point. Mm-hmm. Um, just just near the end. Although I think it might change with whatever difficulty you're playing on. Um, I, I was playing on normal difficulty because mm-hmm. just 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 normal middle of the road difficulty. You don't you don't need you don't need to go super super hard. Yeah. Um, Although hard, I don't think is especially difficult when it comes to the first game. Yeah. Hard uh, hard is really hard on night. Like night could fucking murder you. Is it? Um, in my uh, opinion. But yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. There's also just the question of like people who don't like the idea of video game difficulties, especially people who don't like easy mode. And it's like yeah, it's, the point of a video game is to have fun. And if yeah, you, just whatever you're most comfortable with, you know. Yeah. So like, okay. have fun, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's great. Um, oh yeah, there's also the Calendar Man one. I just remembered there, there's a cell with like a bunch of like calendar yes. pages plastered throughout it. 
Again, such one. an obscure villain reference that you yeah, would, you know. Yeah. You, There's one where you could like scan a newspaper clipping for Firefly. Um, same for Prometheus, which is so obscure. Um yeah, and, just, just, yeah, just some really cool characters that you could like. And what's nice is that like the, the actual character bios are are really nice at giving you right. Here's where this character first appeared as well. Like, yeah, yeah, they give you the first comic appearance too. Yeah, which know. I think is, I, I think it's a good way to possibly get people interested in trying to read a comic. Um, yeah, yeah, even if even if reading like reading the first appearance of the Joker would be finding Batman number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which. I haven't read, but I—I I mean, it's—it's it's probably decent. It's—it's—it's it's, it's golden age Batman with, well, not Bob, Bob Kane. Kane doing the art, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, oh, fun like fun little things you can find throughout the game, though. Um, what do you think of the interview tapes? I that I just I, I love how it's one of the, it's a collectible that really does such a good job of tying into the plot. And mm-hmm. tying into the characters. I, I mean, not all, all not all of them tie into the plot because they do them for the main like six or six or seven villains throughout the game. Um, the Zaz one ties directly into the plot. Uh, the Joker the... and Harley ones do well. The Harley ones. Well, is... well, no, no, the Harley one is just a retelling of Mad Love. Yeah. Um, I, I I still think they're it's it's they're really I, I'd argue it still ties in just a little bit because it it's going to establish for people who may not know who Harley is, who yeah. Harley is. Yeah. And plus you, plus you just get to hear Arlene Sorkin do mad love again. And that's, yes. and, so, and, 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 and she's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, uh, but that, uh, same with Riddler and Joker that, yeah, they both tie directly into the game. And I love Riddler's Riddler's, oh, the Riddler's was really fun. Um, um, uh, killer Crocs. I really like, you see him, how he attacks Aaron cash and makes Aaron cash lose his hand. Um, so I think that's fun. The poison Ivy ones are fun. Just, you know, a series of doctors falling in love with her basically. Yes. Uh, and then what's, there's another one, right? Uh, 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 no, there's not Bane. There's no Bane one. I think that might be it, actually. Yeah. Just the six. That's well, because there's, there's sort of one for... Oh, the Scarecrow it. ones. The Scarecrow ones. This, did you listen to all the Scarecrow ones? I think I got, like, four of them. Because in the last Scarecrow one, Batman actually shows up because Scarecrow, like, takes control of his, his doctor and Batman shows up to stop him. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's fun. Uh, but yeah. I really want to talk about, on the collectible front, uh, the Chronicles of Arkham. So how yes. many of those did you get? I only got about 10 of them. Okay, so there are what thirty overall. Yeah, so I, I got a third of them. Did you put anything together about it? Like uh, what, what, what the greater mystery there might be? I mean, I imagine it's a search for immortality, and Arkham is still alive uh, mm. somehow. Uh, What's interesting about it is uh, big, big spoilers in coming if you never finished the Chronicles of Arkham. But the Chronicles of Arkham all lead up to this point where. Uh, Amadeus Arkham starts talking about people that resemble patients that you've met throughout the asylum. So he talks about like the Joker at one point. He says like the pale man. Um, he talks about Harley falling in love with the Joker or Harlina she was then. And by the end of it all, you learn that it's not Amadeus Arkham at all. Um, it is Quincy Sharp who who believes he has been possessed by the spirit of Amadeus Arkham and has gone insane himself. Which I mean... It fits with who Sharp is kind of as a character. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, like I said, like the, the reason that Tom King gives them pretty much the same voice is, is definitely on purpose. Because yes. <laughs> it is just Quincy Sharp. Um, and I, I just love that aspect of the game so much. And when you finish all that, you go to where you last saved Quincy Sharp. And you see that he's written this last message for you. And he, he says, like, you know, I will cleanse this city and all that shit. Um, it's very fun. Very, like, su- such a cool part of the game. Yeah. Um, so and did then they have you... the idea for Arkham City 
while this was in development. They did. They did. I was going to say, they, they had to have, just because... There is one last little Easter egg, which apparently people did not find for, like, nearly two years after the game had released. Um, so you know that area where area where Dr. Young dies, where she blows up, and Zaz yes. had her? Okay. In that office, because it is Quincy Sharp's office, there's this wall that if you put three little things of explosive gel on and blow them up at the same time, it will unlock another room in there. And you go in there and you find the plans for Arkham City in that room. So they had... Okay, so they knew it was going to be... But, like, players never found that because there's nothing in detective mode that gives it away that it could be blown up. It's just a wall that looks completely normal and like all the others. And you blow it up and in there are the plans for Arkham City. Um... And it's great. It's it's such a great little Easter egg. And like nobody found it. So Rock City like shared it with the world. And they're like, hey, just here. Like we announced the game already. Just find the damn secret. <laughs> find the secret that that we we made intentionally. It's so well hidden. To find. Like, nobody found it. Literally nobody found it. <laughs> so um so that's fun. Uh, and then uh, last thing, when you get all the collectibles in the end, um, uh, basically all you're doing is you're locking under Riddler's coordinates as he continues to talk to you throughout the night. So you send like the police after him in the end. And once you get all the collectibles and that's the end of that. So it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice little ending. Um, what I think is also really, really interesting is how odd this game feels timing wise. Like how it takes so? place, it takes place over the course of a night but as a video game, it's not really happening, like, in real time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, your playtime is definitely going to be longer than, like, t- t- 12 hours, shall we say. It's a, yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not a particularly long, long game. Like, there, there are some games that go up to 50 to 100 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this is, this is just, it's really, really, really interesting uh, on how mm-hmm. it feels like... It feels it simultaneously feels perfectly length, but also kind of long. Yeah, um, it's oh, that's what they do with all the Arkham games. Actually, is they all take place across one night. Yeah, which again, bit weird, um, especially because it's like, a fun little gimmick, though. I like it. Yeah, well, I mean, this one, like the actual events of the plot, feel hypothetically like they could take place in one night, right? Yeah. Um, whereas I know City is longer. Um, Night is the longest. Oh, night is so fucking long. Um, yeah, it's great. Night, night is fun though. Night, like, there, there's a lot of rewarding stuff in night. I'd say, and I like the structure of night too, because night isn't just like one main story, because they make the side missions just as much a part of the story as the main story. So, like, you have like the option to take on anything at any time, pretty much. Because like city is where they introduce side missions into the into the game, um, but. Um, but like you know, like they, they are still like side missions. They are just that. But like night makes it like one whole experience, and it's very fun. That's 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 interesting. Because so night is the one that I know the least about outside of the the twist on who the Arkham Knight actually is, uh, and and sort of the, the 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 villains behind that game. I won't spoil it here in case someone hasn't played them. Yeah. Um, because it's very possible that you you have. Which, by the way, if you haven't played Arkham Asylum and you're listening to this, why? Do it. It's great. It's great. It's and and it's it's it. Uh, all three are on Steam. So it's true. Uh, all four are on Steam. All four are on Steam. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, and 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 so is Arkham Origins Blackgate. If you want to count that monstrosity. 
is I'm guessing that one's Arkham Origins Blackgate is the handheld sequel to Arkham Origins. Oh, oh. It's it's so terrible. It is That's certainly not so, like so terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly not a uh, uh that's not a that's not a you know that that's not that's not that's not a it's uh, bad. It's just yeah. bad. You, yeah, you don't need to say anything more. It's just bad. It's, it's not. It's not where I would go with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not at, all. not at all. Um. Yeah. But what I what I think is also, um, really interesting. Um, is one all the vocal performances are taken basically from people who have already been in video games for mm-hmm. a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is it's which a, is it's very a very professional smart. product, which is interesting because I believe Rocksteady only had like one game under their belt before this, and the reason that this game exists as it does is because Warner Brothers stopped trying to make tie-in games to movies. So Batman Begins: The Video Game was a failure, and they and and there was like a probably a Dark Knight game in development, but they're like, we're not even going to bother with that. So they gave the rights over to Rocksteady, who only had one successful game under their belt, and they let them make the next Batman tie-in game, and it was its own thing. It was Arkham Asylum, and it spawned this whole completely different franchise, and uh, and it's awesome. So. That's awesome. And I, I think that's, honestly, that's, it, it's a great way, it's a great way to sort of cut your teeth as a developer. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, um, the two of us aren't really like I'm not a hardcore gamer. Um, no, oh no, I, I don't play that often. Like damn near, like pretty much the only video games I play are like these, the Arkham games. That is, um, I play Pokemon, uh, yes. some fighting games that are. I that's about, I, that's about I, it. I occasionally like JRPGs. I, 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 I like The Last of Us. That's about it. Did <laughs> you like The Last of Us? Which oh, The Last of Us, yes. so good, so, so good. good. Um. <laughs> But what's what's the most interesting is that it's very accessible to someone who isn't isn't a gamer. Um, yeah, yeah, like like we mentioned, like the, the gameplay is very simple, um, and, it, and it just sort of like takes you right in, and uh, it, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I think I, I think that's honestly like the the best way to do a game like this is to keep it simple, keep the plot very very simple um and just just keep it interesting because because the, the the simplicity of the plot is um is is partially what makes it what makes it so um uh, what makes it just just work so well um mm-hmm. like we and what i think is interesting is of like of all like just as sort of a, because this is technically a tie-in game to, to a, a piece of intellectual property, it doesn't try to limit, it doesn't, partially because it's, you know, the property being a comic character and not a film, so it doesn't mm-hmm. have a plot it has to follow. Yeah. It doesn't really limit itself to one thing. It it allows, it allows the game to do interesting things, um, as well as, uh, it, it makes it makes a very good decision of bringing in a writer who knows what they're doing and who has worked in multiple mediums. Um, yeah, like like people in adaptation, uh, there's a tendency for people to want to be like, oh, just 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 bring over the writer. Like if you're adapting a book to film, bring over the writer of the original book to write a screenplay, and that's not always a great idea because 
um, writing a book and writing a screenplay are very different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like at this point, Dini had written for comics and television and films, probably at some point. Like he he had done work on you know on on being flexible with a medium and. It probably uh, and I don't I don't know how much of video games he'd actually played, but he had he had a story. He he went with it. He took a, a, a premise from a classic story and just expanded it out, made it really nice. Um, what's all um, and made it a really fun experience for the player, even if it's not like character driven. Like this is very plot. Yeah. driven. Well, yeah, it's plot driven. And like what do you need? I mean, what Rocksteady really nails here. With Dee Dee is that it's it, it the gameplay is it, the the gameplay is a big part of it, but also it is it is a very story driven game at the same time. I'd say, you know, yes, um, despite being a very simple plot, um, and it, it, it integrates the story so well into into the into, gameplay, yeah, into the yeah. game, into every aspect of the game. Yeah. Like, all the collectibles feel like they're building towards part of the bigger story. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and actually. One of my favorite things about uh, we didn't even talk about this. I'm kind of mad we didn't talk about this yet. Um, within this world of, of the three islands of, of Arkham here, um, we have this uh, this idea that the island sort of keeps changing throughout the night. So at first, like when you when you first go into like the, the world between like the six main buildings of the island. Um, there aren't really like any like enemies there, but then later on the enemies start to arrive, and then later, even later on, uh, Joker breaks these crazed lunatics out of this one one building from from uh, from the asylum, and then they're running around the island that you can only take down by countering them and 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 doing like one of those ground pound moves. Yeah. Um, and then later on, Poison Ivy unleashes her plants on the island, so they change the atmosphere as well. So it changes your gameplay while also enhancing the story. Yeah, and with that, uh, the color palette, if you notice, changes. Oh yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. Like it starts off very blue, then then you get to the grayest sort of the inmates are released, and, and then, then it becomes the, like reddish pink when Ivy. Yeah, this, yeah, like this red green, almost Christmassy. Honestly, um, yeah, like a, a dark Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which is you know just just a just a fun and funny atmosphere to have. Uh, I gotta know. Um, towards the end, did you uh, did you fight the? Uh, the twenty some guys that were waiting for you. No, you I didn't. Just, I was like, no, rush through this, get through this. Oh, but you can. They're so easy. They're not like special enemies or anything. Interesting. I didn't. Um, shall we? Shall we? Haven't really talked about why the boss fight doesn't work. Um, and what the, the final boss actual... Well, actually, you know, that that was sort of like the last big segment I wanted to bring up. Let's talk about the boss fights, I guess. And and, and like the actual the actual plan of the joke that the Joker has because it's. It's an interesting plan. Yeah, yeah. Your first sort of tutorial boss fight, and it's more a tutorial for stealth missions, but it's a boss fight because you're taking out a big named character, uh, yes. Zaz, when you when you first do that like glide kick to the back of him. And it's 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 not it's it's not bad. It's it's very short. It's very simple. It, it gets you acclimated to some of the mechanics, like like sort of a good tutorial should. Yeah. But then, like, he comes back occasionally, and you fight him again, and it's essentially the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, over and over. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but next up, uh, you you meet your first uh, Titan henchman when Joker unleashes yeah, that thing. Because the Joker's plan is to take the drug Venom, enhance it, 
and it becomes a super steroid called Titan. Yes, and uh, so you meet this first Titan henchman, and you're not supposed to fight it. Your approach is supposed to like wait around until it dies by itself. Um, yes. And so it's just a survival game. And once again, it's teaching you the first basic as to like how to fight the Titan henchman. It becomes very second nature by the end of the game. Um, but then you get into your first Scarecrow mission, uh, which is the one where you go into the morgue. Go into the morgue. And you go out of the morgue into another morgue. And you see these three body bags laid out on these counters. You open the first one. It's either Thomas or Martha. I'm not sure if they have a specific order, but it's Thomas or Martha. You open the other one. It's the other member of the Wayne family and um you open your third one and oh and interesting with those first two Waynes they're zombified like they're they're white skin their eyes are blank and they They've look at they say, some, they say some kind of creepy message to you you get to the third body bag it's scarecrow you get a little jump scare and um and then you make your way through this sort of like almost 2d side scroller mission yeah side scroller um, platformer which is really cool and really fun where you're trying to avoid the scare, scarecrow's gaze as he's giant and towering over you and it's just it's really creepy it's good and this style of mission comes back two more times and at each time though it's not quite like they don't change the core of it but they almost uh, they up the length they up you know when it actually happens and they just add some little 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 nice details to make it feel different enough that you feel like you're progressing yeah um um, but then you have the Bane fight, uh, which is the next big boss fight. Actually, I do want to talk about the stealth mission leading up to it, which is where you like you save Gordon from Harley. Uh, right outside of that is this one of the Easter egg uh, where Bane's teddy bear is there. Do you know anything about Bane's teddy bear? I know that like he grew up with it in prison. Yeah, it's, like yeah, so, the so one it's, thing it's, he cares for. Yeah. So anyway, so you so you go to fight Bane then, um, and this is the first one that you struggled with, right? Yes. I mean, I um, guess they're not like entirely clear on what to do to be to begin with, I guess. Um, but it's really it's really your first proper like Titan fight. You know, it, it's just with a named character. They're teaching you how to fight Titan henchmen. Yes. And uh, so you, you, you aim a battering at them when they're about to charge at you and you let them hit the wall and you punch them a little bit. Nothing crazy. Um, uh, the next big boss fight would be Scarecrow 2, which is um, that's the one where uh, where you're walking down the hall and it turns you into Kid Bruce, right? Yes. Yes. So yeah. So um. So you do that. Um. It turns into a little little kid Bruce, and they incorporate the. This is the only hint of the Dark Knight trilogy in here. Um, where uh, where they make it so that Gordon is the uh, the cop that comes to investigate the Wayne yes. murders at first, and he and he meets Bruce as a little kid. Um, which I do like that scene actually. Yes. Um, it, it, it really works. Like, you know, you, you you stand over the parents as, as they're dead, and you walk away, and you you hear that conversation between Gordon and Bruce, um, and then you do the second two D side scroller thing. Um, but then you fight two Titan henchmen at the same time, which would be the next big boss fight. Nice. And um, I, I wanted to just, just struggle at all with that one because that can uh, that one can be tough if you don't know what, like, you don't know like exactly how to do it. That one I, I didn't. It's just kind of easy to pit them against each other and and and, and yeah. take it out that way. Interestingly, is... did you have to use use explosive gel in the Titan containers afterwards? Uh, I don't think so because I think Cause, I had because them... if you don't because while you're riding the the Titan henchmen, if you don't make them hit the the um the the Titan containers, then you have to blow them up manually afterwards. Yeah, because well, I had them I had them just run into them, so so they, they yeah they were destroyed no matter what, which is uh you know very nice. And I think after this point is where the bosses really start getting, I don't want to say repetitive, just less creative. 
Um, I guess. Well, I mean, we're coming up on the croc one soon because the next is yeah. the third scarecrow one, which is the yes. best, the best one. Because the scarecrow, the scarecrow ones just get better with each one. Yeah, because um, this one... one has the best lead up to it, though. It's it's the game crash one. Yeah, um, the game crashes, and you're just like, I, I remember when I first played the game, like way way back. I was like, holy shit, do I have to like resave and restart? Yeah, because uh, then, because uh, it crashes as you're walking down this hall. There's this nice little hit beforehand, though, because because uh, the little announcer voice is like saying some weird things. She's like, "Did anyone catch the game last night?" And then the game crashes. Um, and then you, uh, then then the game like seemingly restarts. You go back to the first scene. The bat signal is upside down. Joker is driving the Batmobile. He takes Batman into the asylum. As like Scarecrow, Harley, and Joker are escorting Batman, uh, like you do at the start of the game to Joker. Um, Joker then shoots you. You get a game over screen. And usually with the game over screens, they'll give you a little hint as to like how to beat yes. whoever you were stopped by. And it says use the middle stick to dodge Joker's gun. And, and I was like, wait. <laughs> There's no, there's no middle stick. So um so you're dead and you come back up and you climb out of this grave and then you go into the third scarecrow mission and it's so great like it's such a great build up to it. And it's then real. and then you lead scarecrow down into the sewers where he gets eaten by Killer Croc yes. basically which and, uh, uh, have you seen Scarecrow's Arkham Knight design? I have not. Cuz Scarecrow's Arkham Knight design is like has like this really like tatty looking mask thing. It wasn't oh. until recently that I realized that it's not a mask. It's just how fucked up his face is from being attacked by Croc. From being attacked by Croc and eaten. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Like, oh, it's so good. Um, but you do the Croc fight, and the Croc fight's one of the best in the game. Um, it is. It, you have to stealth through the sewers, basically to find find spores um, of the plant that like venom comes from. That that'll 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 be used as a Titan antidote. Yeah. Because um, the whole idea is that you know Joker's gonna Joker's gonna basically. Burn down the city by releasing Titan into into the water supply, essentially, is is the plan, though not really like and then he does and you have to like figure it out. It's a whole thing. It's very simple and very fun. Though I don't know why Gotham's water supply is accessible from Ar- the from Arkham Island. Right. Like, Especially where where Croc's lair is. Yeah, like, like guys, guys. <laughs> you're not helping your city. <laughs> Uh, anyway, then we have the, there's another titan henchman fight and this is the one where they they teach you how to fight titan henchmen alongside fighting other henchmen um it's just cool like i love seeing the evolution of the titan fights they're they're they're, they're, they're great uh then you do the poison ivy fight which is okay it's it's fine it's it's uh, it's, it's odd it's it's repetitive it's you, you, you beat down ivy's health health a little bit essentially then she sends a bunch of people to fight you yeah beat um, it again and and, and you, it repeats that for like six I times always, i remember always feeling really awkward playing that fight around uh around like family members because like <laughs> the noises that she makes when you like yeah <laughs> and and they, they 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 really lean into the ivy design as seductive like yeah i mean it, it works for the character because like she like she doesn't care about what she's wearing because she is with nature i suppose yeah you know I mean, I'll also say she's she's also like the one villain. She and Bane are like the two villains who are kind of on the sidelines of the Joker's plans and aren't. Really yeah, well, in yeah, because they even say that like there's that scene where Harley's talking to Ivy and like she's not on Joker's list, um, but Harley lets her out anyway. Yeah, um, 
But then you have that second to last fight with the two two Titan henchmen and the other Arkham guards. Um, and, and this is uh, and this is as you're going to the like this is the final like. Space and honestly, the, this should be just the final fight of the game. It really should, but you, they wanted you to clearly like actually face the Joker. Except it feels like a very video game thing of like, well, the Joker's the main villain, so you have to fight him. Despite, yeah, but but how do you physically fight the Joker? You know, he is he <laughs> so is a dude. They turn him into a giant Titan henchman that doesn't actually fight you the same way that other that other Titan no. henchmen do. Like so, he all he does is he like swipes his arms at you every now and then, and then he jumps up and sends some other guards down to fight you, and then you just pull him down with the back claw, and that's it. And that's like, it. Couple, and you do that three times, and that's the end. And that's that's the game. Like, and it it's just it's so anticlimactic. It it really it really is, and it doesn't. Honestly, that entire sequence feels like it was added on hastily. Like, yeah, like because it just it feels like you know once you beat all the Titan henchmen and you it's like oh you've got Joker you've got the antidote this is it but it's like oh we need to throw a wrench into things so Joker stabs you with Titan. Well, no, um, he, he's gonna he's gonna shoot Gordon with the Titan, and oh, Batman right, and jumps. He, Batman jumps in the way, so he takes it. So Batman fights it off somehow. Apparently, fights it. He fights it out of his system by well, having he then a uses the antidote on himself. Yeah, um, which like okay, uh, mind you, they've already established that the antidote is being produced. It's just being produced slowly. Um, like so, that's fine. And then, so then Joker mutates himself and takes you up to the roof a la king kong basically um which i mean you can read into that what you will it's it's very weird also the titan joker design i don't love yeah i yeah it 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 doesn't there's actually some some pretty sick concept art of what it could have looked like that you could check out um really because yeah but yeah, it's just it a looks, stupid design. It also just, it just doesn't look like it fits with the aesthetic of the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with the mohawk. Like, just, yeah. I hate the mohawk. Because, like, 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 the best type design is obviously Bane, because it's just an extension of what Bane normally looks like. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is, you know, which is which is great. I, I It's, you know, the use of a character makes, uh, makes, makes the game come together and look very nice together. Mm-hmm. But then you then you have just this Joker Titan design, and like once you beat him, it almost feels too much like a video game for its own good, you know? Yeah, like it's just like we just gotta have him become a big monster, you know? And uh, and you, it doesn't really know. It doesn't feel like it doesn't. It feels like the game doesn't know how to like end either. Like yeah, it does have a nice very last cutscene though. Yeah, the last cutscene is, is except for the bit where Batman puts that dangerous explosive gel on his fist that he's been using the whole night to blow up walls, and he sets it off when he goes to punch Joker, and it hurts Joker but not Batman. Yeah, well, because you know he's Batman. I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> it's it's a weird it's a weird climax that really yeah. lets out. Let's but it, but it, but yeah. Other than that, very nice last cutscene where you um, know uh, we lock up Joker and everyone else and we sedate everyone and and, and what's um, interesting is that it doesn't it doesn't hint that Joker's going to be in the sequel. Like no, that no. final cutscene feels like the sequel hook. Yeah, I gotta know. What uh, what you remember about the Joker's plotline in, in Arkham City? I remember that he's dying. 
because of the Titan, right? Because of the Titan. Yeah, okay, all right. I wasn't sure if you remember that part of it. That was what I was, what I was most yeah. curious about. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't worry, viewer, we will be working on a way to do Arkham City. Um, Just if, get a new computer, damn it. It's not that, that is, hard. That is easier said than done. Because new computers cost quite a bit of money at one that's, time. That's true. That's true. It's, it's money. Money is money is money. And that's, yeah. Um, it's it's also just a very... It, the game is almost the perfect size for what it is, too. Like, mm-hmm. like there's plenty of exploration, but not too much. And it you don't sort of lose anything. And the plot is very easy to follow. Like oh, on that last fight, I do want to mention that um, in the cutscene leading into the last fight, uh, it's Jack Ryder reporting on yes. the, the the building there. And there's also a Jack Ryder reference earlier on that if you scan the radio that you hear his show on, uh, you get a, a Jack Ryder bio. And so that's fun, you know. The creeper shows up. The, the creeper, not as the creeper though. It would be pretty great if he was as the creeper though. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm surprised the sequels don't bring in like the Justice League or anything. They uh, don't, although although at night there are a couple other leaguer references. I know there's a Queen Industries one, there's a Clark Kent Metropolis reference, and I know there's a LexCorp thing. Yeah, so. I mean, and now that they're doing, you know, Suicide Squad um, well, Kills the Justice League, which will have Kevin Conroy in it. Which oh, I love it. Oh, is, I need it. It's mm. just uh, an amazing... Uh, that is just already an amazing... Fine, sort of final gift to have. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a Rocksteady game, no less. You know? Yes. The fact to, that to, he's that he's doing it for them, you know, to to and and that's his final performance. Like, yeah. Uh, which is oh, it's, it's, I, I, it, it's, it's still hard to believe because he wasn't even like super old either. No, it was it was he was sixty six, and it like was, yeah. Um. Though I I, I think. This last year has also been just a really good year for Conroy in general. Like, yeah, getting to do one last performance, getting to tell his his life story somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and and that's and that's sort of what pushed me to finish this game in general, just so we could we could be sitting here talking about this um, mm-hmm. for the end of the year. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just it's really quite quite sad and we really lost you know and a, a, just an amazing actor a really underappreciated actor yeah to be honest like he you know he you know, he's one of those actors also that you know did almost sort of get pigeonholed into this one role for the rest of his life but he didn't regret it he he, he was you know he he is batman there like there is no there was ne- there will never be anyone more perfect for the role than him yeah um and he clearly embodied the character and he clearly loved doing it like yeah yeah like he didn't because he he probably could have gotten other roles right oh yeah he's, he's got a fantastic voice I'd, I'd be shocked if he wasn't able to get other roles um but he stuck with the role for so long because he truly did love it, and uh, yeah. and that and that and that shines through in all of his performances. He never yes. phoned in a Batman, I think, you know. Yeah, and it was this. This is this is you know, and th- honestly, probably the Arkham games helped introduce him as Batman to a new generation of people. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, they're they're just uh, the the Arkham games are just barely outside of the DC animated universe. Um, you know, and it, it, it's nice to have that there that people like know him for something else too, and and that got people interested in going back to the animated series um, and, and and seeing where his performances began, and uh, just what a great actor he was and how perfect he was for this role. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's. It's, what's interesting, it's also interesting to, to trying to talk about a video game because that's really we've covered quite a lot. We um, have, and I'd say that's about all we need to cover, that's, right? That's that's pretty much everything. So yeah, so uh, we probably we, missed something somewhere along the line. Yes. Do we do we want to announce what we're planning on doing for our next bonus episode? Uh, uh I mean, if you know that, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> well, we were going we were going back to we're, we're going back to you know television. Uh, oh, okay. All right. And we're going to pro- remember we're probably going to have a guest on this one. Yes, uh, we should. Yes, I would yes. Imagine we, we will. Hopefully, yeah. we we get it out probably early next year. I would uh, imagine twenty twenty three. So hopefully, on our next bonus episode, go ahead. We will be covering the twenty nineteen, the first three seasons of the twenty nineteen animated Harley Quinn show. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Indeed, which so, oh, also so a lot so of thoughts. Yes. How far are you in it? I forget. Uh, middle of season two. So okay, cool, cool, cool. It shouldn't awesome. take that long. It should it really it, shouldn't. It's, it's yeah. Season three is only what ten episodes. I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. You can do uh, this. You got I can this. Do this. I yeah. can do it. Anyway, um, thank you all so much for watching and listening, or wherever you were watching and listening to us on. Be sure to leave a, a rating and subscribe to wherever you're watching or listening to us on. We're on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you want to listen to us. We're, we're a bit of everywhere. Um, uh, if you if you like what you're hearing, last week we uh, released our 31st episode covering another all-time great Batman Joker story, Batman Endgame. Uh, indeed, indeed. And next week we will be releasing... Uh, our first of two episodes on the original Suicide Squad run by John Ostrander. Indeed. Uh, yes, very excited to talk about that. That'll be the first episode of the new year. So Yes, yes. Very cool. On the second uh, day of the new year. Uh, yeah, so that should be very fun. Uh, be sure to stick around for that. Uh, also follow us on Twitter. I am at Jomo with three underscores. He is at Newt5996. I'll leave this link down in the, in the description. You can go follow us there. Um, and, if you, and on both our Twitters, you can find links to other social media platforms where we are as we it becomes ever clearer that twitter is slowly dying um, indeed yeah so for, for reasons we will not state because we don't want to be banned on twitter <laughs> for criticizing the man um anyway so i guess that about does it um thank you all so much for listening until next time this has been joey morgan and jacob licklider goodbye, goodbye.